tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey out there, all you Legend of Korra fans out there. What's going on? This is Liz Rishmaui coming back from Japan. So happy to be here. Welcome to the show. Joining me today on episode six, Battle of Zaofu, is my buddy, Mr. Tari Miller. Hey, hey. And unfortunately, Mr. John uh, Quick could not be with us today. Uh, work, work, work. We're busy people here. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna say it's a joke. It's like, it's like, I'm never here when he's here and vice versa. We hate each other. They're actually the same person. We it's are. like a Ranma situation. It is actually. It's like a Superman Clark Kent thing. Uh, anyway, guys, really excited to be here recapping today. Again, episode six of book four, Battle of Zaofu. Uh, first, I just want to take it. Uh, what was your opinion of this episode, Tari? Um, I thought it was really interesting, um, because it went in a completely different direction than I thought it would. Um, being the Battle of, Th- of Zaofu, I thought it was going to be, like, these two armies. But, like, at the same time, um, it would have been a slaughter if the whole army would have gone in. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I dig the way that it, it progressed. Okay. Um, and I also loved the, the whole Varric-Bolin storyline. It just made me so happy. Yeah, that was, I think, the Varric and Bolin thing. Honestly, if I'm going to be honest here, people, because this is what we're here for, we're here to recap the episodes. We are fans talking to fans about this episode that we're all fans about, or series, rather, and I'm going to be completely honest. I wasn't too personally happy with it. Right. Uh, I've been gone for, you know, a couple weeks now. I've been catching up in my spare time, uh, and I thought, I just, maybe if the title of the episode wasn't so misleading, uh, Tari and I just had this whole thing where we're like, maybe if it was Battle for Zaofu, not really Battle of Zaofu. It wasn't right. really too much battling going on. Yeah. But uh, anywho, starting off the episode, we do have Sue and her sons uh, trying to sneak into Kavira's camp, which goes totally against this uh, peace agreement they had, was it not, in the last yeah. episode? They were... Uh, I mean, Kavira had basically put down her... Like, she had negotiated with Korra to... Wait till dawn. Wait till dawn. But even if they had waited till dawn, it was still more of a... uh, It was a a pleasantry as opposed to an actual offer. Yeah. Like, Kuvira was dead It's not like she was really going to rationalize or try to negotiate any terms aside from what she wanted. Yeah, no. The terms would have been, surrender to me or die. Yeah, or at least go away to a camp or something. Right. Mm. So, I mean... it was bound to fail anyway, so it was better that Suyin took the matters into her own hands. Yeah. If she would have won, if she would have succeeded in her uh, attempt, then she's like she stated right before that basically all the soldiers were there basically by four. So most of them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like okay. So we have Sue and her sons, two of them, which their names it was the twins, right? Yeah, Win and Way. Yeah, Win and Way. Love that. Uh, they try to they they try to sneak into Kovira's camp. Um, we we open up where they're taking out one of the guards. Um, you know, one of her sons. I don't know if it was Win or Way, uh, but you know. 
trying to be like, is this really a good idea? You know, da 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 da. You know, how are we supposed to take them on? Which is like what you just said when Sue brings up the point that most of these soldiers are just in order to make sure they didn't go to those internment camps or whatever it was. You know, they joined forces. So as soon as we take over, they should fall pursuit. Should fall down. It won't be a, a battle for blood. Not all of them are loyal to her. Mm-hmm. And so we have that, and it's kind of quick. I mean, this doesn't really take up much of the episode. Um, where, you know, she uses the really cool, you know, seeing through the earth senses that are, you know, Toph gave her or yeah. taught her and sees that there is some a female sleeping in this bed and they try to sneak in and, uh, you know, take her by force. And right away we see it's Julie and the whole thing was a trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously Kovira knew it was going to happen. She already had been waiting for it and she takes uh, Sue and went in way hostage and, then we basically move on from that scene. So, right. boom, you failed. <laughs> it wasn't even like, and I was disappointed because, you know, I understand that, yes, she's smart. It makes sense that it was probably a trap. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping for just a little more, like, depth into it. You know, like, we've gotten so many scenes in the other seasons, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where, um, you know, the kids, when I say the kids, like, Cora and the gang are trying to, like, sneak around and get through stuff. or And I feel like it's more in-depth so to speak, right. you know? I mean, what do you think? Do you think it should have gone on a little longer, maybe? Um, I think that... Uh, I think it went as well as, as it could have. Yeah. Like, I mean, Kuvira is smart. She's not going to have her own uh, sleeping quarters <laughs> out in the open where someone could get her so easily. Yeah, and there's no guards around, which was weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was surprised... Or I was wondering how she knew that they were coming. Uh I mean, I'm pretty sure they just set up from the get-go that it was going to happen sometime at night so that she just automatically put Julie in her bed, you know, waiting as they just kind of stood off on the side somewhere. Right. I mean, you know. Um, But anyway, so is this the part where we kind (laughs) of, the best part, uh, we kind of jump into, because we're going to, we don't want to jump around too much uh, because we want to stay on topic for the things that did happen in this episode. So Mm -hmm. it might be going a little out of order, but bear with us. We're going to just jump to the train. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just let's just talk about Bolin and uh and the best. for a while. Yeah, they're the best part of this. Yeah. I love how broken hearted and sad Varric is. Like I think he's in love with Jolie and he doesn't really know what it is that well, he's feeling for her. She's like his only friend. Uh, yeah. And the only person who actually gets him. And understands like, when he says, get the thing, do the thing. Right. <laughs> um do you think, kind of sidetracking for a little bit, do you really honestly believe that Julie just completely, like, abandoned him? Or do you think that she's probably still loyal to him? Um, uh, I, keep I mean, going this is going into predictions forth. a little bit, but... Uh, I mean, it's I guess it's it's talking about her in general. Yeah. And that, like, because she's a, a presence throughout this whole episode. And you see her agreeing in various degrees to whatever Kuvera is doing. Exactly. Um, and I feel like... When it first happened, I thought there was room for her to just be, like, doing a play. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely understand her perspective of, like... He's Varric been bossing tre- her around. Yeah, he's treated her like crap this whole time. Exactly. I mean, and now her bacon was about to be fried. So I love that. I'm going to use that more often. You should. Although, uh, I would... Actually, I don't know why that would be bad. I, I would like for someone to fry my bacon. I mean, maybe I'm too if, busy to actually fry my own bacon. Maybe techn- that would be nice. If you're going to eat my own fried bacon, then I think I'd be more upset. Right. Well, uh, 
<laughs> Getting literal. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. It's very important. You know, yeah. like like bending of the elements and bacon. It's very important. Yeah. It's all on, bacon all on bending. topic. Um, um, so, yeah, I feel like there's a chance that she is just kind of trying to save her own skin. Or there is a chance that she's biding her time, let him sweat it out, see how much he needs and relies on her and misses her, and then she bites back. Right. Or fights well, back. Whichever. I would hope that, like... I mean, just since all the characters are developing so much, I would hope that it's not even, it has, it's completely separate from Varric. Like, I'm hoping that she at some point kind of is that, like, last string to take Kuvera down. Yeah. You know, because she's now in the inner circle. Yeah. So she has every ability once she's able to, to kind of help in taking Kuvira down. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go... Okay, so going back to Varric and Bolin now. So, basically what we have here is Varric is locked up, and, you know, they still want him... What's his name? Um, Batar? Or yeah. Junior, but, you know, this is Kuvira's fiancé now, and the backstabbing uh, brother of uh, of all of uh, Sue's kids and everything like that. So yeah. he basically is trying to get Varric to start up working again on that energy vine project thing they were working on which mm-hmm. apparently as was explained a little later in this is that what was it it was supposed to be a source of, of energy be, yeah it was supposed to be like infinite energy yeah. so they could pop one of these batteries in yeah. and it would never which go again out. i think i made reference last time i was on the show but totally reminds me of like that thing that iron man made in like the second or the third or maybe it was in the avengers movie right it's the battery thing so that's yes. what it reminds me of um but yeah so obviously that backfired before and Varric again going backtracking into the couple of the episodes that i missed with you guys you know is kind of becoming a better character and person and realizing hey i don't know who's what's going on not gone over me either but yeah i shouldn't do this so he you know basically is being locked up because he didn't want to work on a weapon because if it falls in the wrong hands you know there you go yeah um and so they want him to work on it and at first batar is like Hey, you know, this guard's going to be, but Bolin, you're going to the camps. You need to be like rewired and stuff and show right. your dedication and everything again. And, uh, and then that's when, I don't know if it's on purpose. Well, I yeah. guess Varric wants Bolin to be his assistant. Yeah. He's, uh, he's basically, uh, like conning Batar into having Bolin by his side so that he can orchestrate his whole exactly, plan. Exactly. Exactly. Or whichever part of the plan was his and the other wasn't but <laughs> but you know yeah and then he starts doing the whole thing well well i guess if your soldier doesn't mind missing his hands and then of course bolin being as intelligent of a person he is but just a little slow for the uptake wait i need my hands wait let's think about this and then he becomes his assistant right. so we get this whole scene where of course batar doesn't trust them completely wants to keep an eye on on every little thing that he's doing yeah tweak here tweak there and then we come to find out that he makes a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this was like, but I, I want and Varric has had a lot of great moments yes. throughout the series. But I feel like this particular episode's arc with him was his best. Yes. Um, just the him kind it's of been building to weaseling. this over the last couple episodes right. too. Um, but him like weaseling his way, kind of like you know hiding all his tinkering, assuring Bolin that he has a plan. And uh, finally, just that reveal that he's going to blow this whole thing up yeah. was great. Yeah. And not only does he have a timer, but he also has a remote. There's yeah. a backup, but then he has a timer. But if you put him away, he'd have that. You know what? doesn't matter. He followed every single part that he could think of, so right. nobody could screw him over, basically. Yeah. Um, and then we have, again, the whole 
I love the little bits, and I wish I wrote them down. Um, fans out there on on Twitter and YouTube, whatever you can. Um, if you remember the exact lines, that would be great. I was in a bit of a rush when I was trying to watch it before I got here today, but there was a line that he said, because he is very, again, heartbroken over Joe, Joe Lee. He's like, that guy was totally Verricked, and sh- you got Joe Lee. Oh, yeah, it was... <laughs> He was like, when they when they talk about me in the history books, they'll say he that guy totally verked himself because he was totally Julied. Yes, I'm gonna use that. No one's gonna understand what I'm saying outside <laughs> of this fandom. Twitter or Tumblr will know. Oh, Tumblr will know. Tumblr always knows. Yes, but uh, but yeah. So I, you know, I think that was really enjoyable. And like you said, like we've been getting. There's always he's always been a great character, and in a way, he's almost like a comedic relief slightly a different twist than what Bolin is. Because Bolin wasn't so much of it in this episode. It was really Varric being the star of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we get it where he threatens, of course, Batar doesn't believe, but he has no choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which, yes, this bomb does go off, and Bolin is the one who figures out how they're going to escape under the tracks. Right. And the last moment being, I... I want you to know I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is the best final words that they say of the episode uh, as they fall out. And then obviously to all of Kovira's army and Batar and everybody who's left on the train that they disconnected the carts to, Mm -hmm. it looks like they did not survive. Right. Which was great because I can't wait to see when they just kind of pop up out of nowhere again. Yeah. Though, like, (laughs) last episode uh, of this after show, um, me and John were talking about how we wanted to see the... uh, not concentration camps. The uh, internment, the whatever re- they are, re-education camps. Yeah, re-education. That's it. Uh, so I was really looking forward to seeing that with Bolin going there, but now they're on the lamb and we'll never ever see those ever. And well, I mean, at the same time, you never know because there could be one part of the season that'll like they'll bust through and and let everybody go. But I mean, how interesting could those really be? I mean, we've seen so many, you know, all throughout the first series with uh, uh, like Last the, Airbender, yeah. where uh, the the oh god, the are thing you, that goes the, around and the thing in the Earth Kingdom. Are you talking about the moon? Wait, what are you talking about? The the secret clan in the Earth Kingdom. Oh, the Dai Li. Thank you, Dai Li. I was like, it's two words. They're just very. They're one syllable each. <laughs> I like that you were circling because your head. it's a candle on a rock that floats around. <laughs> Anybody who's watching on YouTube yeah. sees what I'm doing right now. Oh man. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd, it'd be the same thing basically. Right. But I mean, but those were. Those weren't necessarily uh, re-education camps. Those were prisons, brainwashing, like straight prisons. Yeah, but straight like, up. I feel like because I want, I just want to know exactly the extent of everyone's suffering, which sounds terrible. But no, you're just really into the story. This is what's so great about this series is that we we have a love. We we're very we love this series because we love the character development, we love the plots, we love the storyline, we love the world of Avatar, and we get close. It's, it becomes a thing to us. Like, is she going to save the world? Is the Earth Kingdom actually better off with Kovira's ruling or not? Like, these are things we want to know. Yeah. And along with that, I, I I'm to this day. I mean, this is supposed to be the last series, right? The last yeah. so I'm wondering if we're ever going to get backstories into what happened to uh you know um you know all the other characters from the old series. Like right. you know like I want to know what happens. Apparently there's comic books and stuff in between. Yeah. I haven't read them. I don't know what says what. You can I mean, also tweet me and YouTube me and let me know where the heck I can find those. Comic book stores. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Obviously. The, <laughs> internet. <laughs> the um, internet. But I mean, yeah, and they kind of talk about a sorted, like, 
Aang's gang, you Aang's know, because we know that Sokka's dead. Uh, Katara is up in the uh, north there, or uh, southern, uh, southern water, water tribe. tribe. Yeah, and then uh, you know Toph. We just got re- reunited yeah. with her. But did Sokka's chick die too? I mean, what was her name? Uh, probably. No, what was her name? Iki Miki did it. Man, doesn't matter. Kyoshi Warrior Lady. Yeah. Yeah. We're horrible guys. I'm sorry about this. It's been so long since we saw the old series. Right. Um, but real quick, it is a little bit halfway through. This is a half hour episode. We're trying to stretch out. We're having fun. It's just uh, two of us here, so we get to dive in a little back and forth discussion. Um, and I do want to just make a quick break here to tell you guys, uh, thank you so much for watching with us and listening to us. Um, you know, we're so appreciative for you guys. Please go to iTunes. Uh, we really, you guys have no idea how hard the people behind the Afterbus Studios works here. Uh, they deliver about 80 to 90 hours of content, all free. You can find it all on iTunes. Um, you can find it on YouTube. Of course, mm-hmm. if you want to see the video feeds, you go to the actual website at AfterBuzzTV.com. At the time, we start to air to watch it live. Yep. Um, you know, we they do a lot of work here, and it's all thanks to the fans like you who give your feedback. Please go to iTunes on the uh, Legend of Korra. Give us five stars. Rate and review. Comment. Comment on the YouTube. Uh, you yeah. know, we're going to give our shout-outs to how you can contact us after the shows, and we'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much. Um, back to the show. Basically. So, yeah, like uh, like we were saying, so... Um, what were we saying? So now we're, <laughs> now we're jumping back into uh, Zaofu because Ooh. we've got uh, we've got Cora yes. talking to Batar Senior uh, Opal. Can and- we just go on about how angry Opal is and how now it's been three years since she first got it started training as an Airbender mm-hmm. and her anger and rage and dedication like it's very hard we have to remember that these people were not born and raised as air nomads so it's very interesting to see how she took an oath that i mean they're basically like real live monks monks do not have any or not supposed to have any sort of worldly attachments Mm -hmm. and how her responsibility to be kind of peacekeeper and neutral is supposed to always come first but opal is totally willing to throw that all the window she is mad yeah um and I found it very interesting. I think at one point we will see her kind of flip out and take her, you know, shots in the end if we can. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's definitely Su Yin's daughter. Definitely. I mean, and they, all the Beifongs have... Uh, Top's granddaughter for sure. Yeah. They have an attitude. And, and they, I mean, and she's not wrong. Like, she's she seen isn't. all of the the dis- disaster that Kuvira has left behind. Yeah. Um, and, and now her mom is essentially a prisoner of Kuvira. Yeah, and this is a very run, I mean, it's a very communist, I guess, kind of run, the way the Earth Kingdom is now, with all the getting taken over and... Um, Fascist, Maybe I think. fascist. Yeah. I can't think. What are the words that end with ist? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> she's becoming a tyrant. Tyrant, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, this is where... Tyrannical. Tyrannical. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah. Like a tyrannical Saurus Rex. That was the word that was in my mind. Anyways, there you go. Stop. Get out of my head. Never. Anyways, it's fun in here. It's roomy. Uh, <laughs> 
sad. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically we have it where we're going a little backtracking now, focusing on this main part where we have Cora. Uh, you know, she says she's going to go talk to Kovira. I mean, you know, she's an educated woman. She's very smart. There has to be some way. She wants to keep the peace. And I think all of us knew in the back of our minds, and Cora knows that she probably isn't up to par with being 100% back yet. Um, you know, we got the rest of the medal out, but we haven't really seen her fight or anything since they got the medal out and we thought everything was okay again. But sure enough, so she goes and she tells the other guy, she tells Milo, she tells Iki, you know, like, look, Janora's gonna come. Um, I guess, I think Opal stayed behind too because she kind of wanted Opal to kind of stay out of it, or did Opal come? Oh, no, come? Opal and Opal Janora came. were hanging out, right. and then she left the kids with uh, Batar just to like yeah, make sure that they're not in the danger. Batar Sr. Yes. Uh, to make sure you guys, if anything happens, you guys get out. You know, you did your job, you found Cora. now at ease. Yeah. So, you know, they go and they talk, and of course, you know, Kovira's like, hey, she broke her side of the peace treaty. I was being kind enough to give her to Dawn and talk it out with her, but... You know, she tried to attack us, and now we have her in captivity. And, you know, now, like, you better try your best to get every single person to all the, uh, what was it, the administrators, all the other higher-ups to basically agree to give me the city, or we're going to have a problem here. Yeah. And so after some egging on by Opal saying, just go into into Avatar State and everything else, uh, Kord starts to fight. Yeah. And as we see... It's kind of like a womp, womp, womp. Uh, well, yeah, she gets her she gets her tail handed she gets, to her. Yeah, she gets her butt handed to um, her, you guys. I mean, and I respected her that she tried to go with at least a little bit of a diplomatic... Uh, I did, too. Re- yeah. I mean, she did try, but again, like we discussed earlier, the reason why Sue went in is because, again, it wasn't like there were real negotiations that were going to be had. It was just, you know? Yeah. There was definitely going to be some sort of struggle there, so... I guess in order just to at least release them, because I think she was never planning on just handing Sue and them back. She was going to send them to the re-education camps, which they didn't want. Yeah. Cora gets taunted and, well, not taunted, but she she goes into battle. And this is where I'm disappointed. Okay. So, <laughs> and, and fans, please, like I said, this episode, I, I really wish that I had, you know, I'm a little bit more back and forth with you guys. I don't know. Maybe for the season finale, we can do some live tweets in here. But I really want to know your thoughts, because my whole thing is, this is, granted, we've only seen two avatars, but this is the only avatar that we've seen that, regardless of everything she's gone through, like, she's major suffering from PTSD here. Right. Okay, this is what it is. I get that. That's a serious thing. But I'm kind of annoyed, because in this this scenario, this is the one villain that isn't something that's really super scary all powerful it's not somebody who can take away your ability to bend it's not it's not a freaking spirit mm-hmm. it's not of darkness it's not a a super ultra powerful you know guy who gets you know amazing airbending skills and dead all, basically he was the whole set off for the ptsd right and i just kind of i i get that it's cool this series was made for an older audience and i guess we can kind of relate with internal struggles and stuff but yeah. i'm just frustrated i wish i wish there was a part of it where maybe it looked like she could have been winning slightly and then it started kicking in the entire time she was just getting it handed to her right well, and it was just so frustrating like this isn't a battle this is like a joke well, yeah, it was it was a, it was a one one-sided battle yeah and um, it's, it's she just she's an amazing you know Kovira is an amazing uh bender yes but again she's 
that's all it is. She is a basic bender. Like, Core could basically take on Sue. Sue basically taught Kovira, and she's an excellent earth and metal bender. Well, though, Kovira stood to surpass Sue Yin at any moment. That's true. And you also have to, like, and you can't downplay the, the strength of a master bender. Like, she yeah, is. I get she, it. You could say that she is uh, at the level that. I mean, um, all the people in the Red here. Lotus were, you know, also just only that one element, but masters at right. what they did. So, yes. I mean, yeah, same argument. Yeah, but. and uh, and I from a from a story standpoint, I mean, she has to hit rock bottom before she makes her way back up to the top. But she keeps hitting it over and over and over again. Like yeah, I said, just like human beings, it's like <sighs> a, it's a, it's a, to me, this was such a, a human moment of hers because it's it's like she's like all right well i tried the diplomatic uh approach yeah and old cora would have just come out you know guns uh, guns a blazing or fire blazing water a splashing rocks a throwing um and she gave it a chance and she and she's definitely not ready to be fighting again as like and we were talking before the show and that like she had recently just gotten beaten by a, a regular airbender or not airbender but an earthbender Yes, so, I mean, in the tournaments. Yes. Which was, but that was three months ago. So like I said, if we try to remember the time lapse, I just think sometimes maybe, you know, because she was uh, training with Toph. You know, I would like to think that maybe there was a little training afterwards, but I don't think so. No, it was just like, you're better now. Get out of my swamp. <laughs> I have to soak myself in mud. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just, I would like to hear some of your thoughts out there. Like I said, uh, you can always uh, go ahead and talk to us and, and tweet us. We will give our tweets in a few minutes here. Yeah. Or tweets or Twitter handles. <laughs> uh, um, but um, but yeah, like, I guess, uh, you know, so at that point, it, it's basically a lost cause here. So we have... Um, we have the airbenders. Uh, they call Milo and Iki to help because at this point the army is swarming in to take them and they're doing a huge whirlwind just to kind of hold them off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Janora calls psychically for help from Milo and Iki. They go, they grab, you know, the, the bison and they just basically escape with Korra. Yeah. Um, did Opal go too? I think Opal, they all went. Um, Opal was there. Yeah. Yes. No, but she went, they all left. So it was just oh. leaving Sue and, uh, we, oh yeah, yeah. She so, went away because there was that touching moment where she was reaching for her mom, and her mom was like, "Go!" Oh yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. we have that really touching moment where we're, you know, the, our heroes leave, and we're left with, uh, you know, basically Kovira demanding uh, the city of Zalfu to, you know, bow to her, mm-hmm. and otherwise you're going to be sent away to these camps. And the only people who don't bow and surrender, of course, are Sue's family. Yeah. And with Batar basically telling Junior how disappointed he is him yeah and was who line who is the one the arts artistic again yeah. and touching base He's on that whole thing with 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 milo and iki because that was a great part too about how iki has this very childlike painting and it's beautiful and it it scares me and this and milo is so talented as we found out from another episode yeah. and he's just like i'm not seeing your soul yeah he's, i can see your outside yeah so when they're pulling him away he's just like you're crushing my uh, what was it? My creativity. Yeah. Or something. So again, it's, this was an episode that I think was very much in need for those little funny quirks and stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, again, so we leave it at that. Uh, Zalfu has fallen. And uh, I guess it's time to go into predictions. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right, Tari. So what are you thinking we're going to see in the next episode? Um, I or think, want to see. Well, I want to see... Uh, uh, I guess Cora kind of coming to terms with her utter defeat, like because when when she was fighting uh, Kuvira, she saw herself 
on Kuvira's face. So, and I was like, yeah, it's like you're fighting yourself because in a, in another timeline, in another in another situation, it would have been uh, Korra standing in front of an army trying to unite other people. And so, it's this whole arc is about her fighting uh, her former yeah. self or whatever. Or so, it could just be like how Toph brought up. Uh, I don't know which episode it was, but she said, "Do you notice though in all of the." their villains that you have faced that they're all they all have means like you can actually take a little bit from what you learn from them like right. this person wants equality this person wants freedom of all the nations this one they're just basically bat blank insane well, and yeah. they don't go about it the right way but, but you could admire what they're aiming for i guess yeah i mean they just took whatever their ideology was to the extreme yes which is the same thing that kuvira is doing mm-hmm. so i mean yeah i think that in the next few episodes we're going to see that in practice and that her kind of like figuring out how that she can apply these to the way that she approaches kuvira i mean yeah. and and also I hope it's a giant, awesome training montage. Oh, yeah. Because you got to get back in shape. have a montage. Montage! Yes. Uh, I I really want that, too. I just... Like I said, I, I just see there's no improvement. That's what annoyed me. It's okay that she lost. I think it's good that she, she would have lost. But I think that there was, at no point... Did she ever have the upper hand at all, like maybe seeming to get good and then def- getting defeated by Kovir? That's what annoyed me. There's been so much progress. Yes, not perfect yet, but I just wish that there was some improvement. Like, hey, show me. Th-. She was going so slow, you know? Yeah. So I just, I, I hope that whatever she faces, what she has to get over, what she has to meet, I mm-hmm. mean, Ghost of Appa, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> something, someone, just, just, I want her to kind of get a little bit of her edge back. Just even a little bit. If it's a process, I'm fine with that, but just a little, you know, yeah. improvement. Right. Um, well, I want that to happen. Yeah. For sure. I mean, she can't be the meathead that she once was. Yes. And this is episode six. As we were discussing, I was asking Tari before, I think the season ends. It's a 13 season arc. I believe so. Or episode arc, rather. Wish it was 13 seasons. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, might run out of ideas by then. But, um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes and her getting her strength. But again, I just want to see a little bit more progression. I mean, there has been improvement. Obviously, there's some internal struggle there, but we will see. Yeah. And I definitely want to see where's Mako and, you know, he's hanging out with Wu. Yeah, I want to see what's going on with these people. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that wraps up for this uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, Tari Miller, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T A U R I J A Y. You can also find me on panels here at After Buzz TV. For example, the Flash After pa- After Buzz panel and so the jealous. Arrow After Buzz panel. Ha And they link with each other. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Liz Rishmaui. You can go ahead and find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L I Z Z Y M A W Y. You can also check me out trying to sneak my way into uh, several Doctor Who panels. I will be back at least for the Christmas special, so check out for that. Helix is coming up again. I think sometime in January. Uh, I don't know. Follow my Twitter for a couple others. And of course with Tari on every Sunday for the Sword Art Online panel. Um, but basically that about wraps it up. Uh, you can also, uh, John Quick, we miss you. Please check him out at Now Quick. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks so much, guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 